like take a big sip and you're like it's too hot but you're like committed to it guess i'm just burning <clears throat> half the shit out of my, out of my body you yeah. know story of my life commit to something that's gonna burn me in the end who <laughs> 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 uh, that has layers oh, like a layers. like a really hot lasagna that burns your mouth when you light into it yeah it's like you know like you get so excited about eating something and you know it's just gonna burn the shit out of you but Dude, you do it anyways and pizza rolls are the worst uh, for yeah. that it's like, mm, I bet this is cool enough. And then it's like, my mouth is covered in yeah, lava. Fucking pizza bagels, pizza in general, just anything like that. Where you yeah. just take that first ooey gooey, hot, steamy bite. And you're like, mm-hmm. <sighs> and then you can't really even enjoy the rest of it. Because it, you fucking burned off your taste yeah, buds. And But then you're just like. Ugh. Well, it's like people who do like clay modeling where they like have to fire it and everything. It's like they'll their hands are just like. They don't care because it's just like I've touched burning stuff so often. Right. I mean, like I have probably more random scars and burns on my hands than like the average person because I cook a lot. Mm. I still have a little scar from the time I had hot oil splash out of a pan and just land on my hand and started cooking it. Oh yeah. Yeah, working in the kitchens, man, for years and years, I've I've had my fair share of uh, burns and everything. I've still got a big scar right there on my arm where uh, I was working at a. Fleming Steakhouse, and we had to carry these like 500 degree plates on our arms. We wore a mat, you know, to protect them. Yeah. But my mat slipped, and I had one plate just just cooking my arm, and God. I was having to wait to serve it, and I was like, ah, and then like I got done with it, and yeah, after that that night, it was a huge big bubble of pus, you know. Mm-hmm. It was, oh, it was the worst. But yeah, nasty scars. When I worked at Pals, uh, we had this, we would use like the hot water that we would use to make like coffee and tea and all that shit. We would use that, like fill a pitcher with it and use it to like clean the grill and clean, you know, really hard to clean stuff because it's hot water. Well, one time I was walking around the corner and the girl who was like getting the water came around the corner at the same time and I ran into her and the, this like 200 degree water just splashed all over her. Oh, I was like, oh my God, are you okay? Like, and she was, she was fine. She didn't, yeah didn't like say anything like just took care of herself and like continued to work and i was just like oh god that's awful oh <laughs> just feeling yeah. bad and guilty yeah uh, all right well this is uh this is it would be nice we're back and uh it's a very ra- rainy good friday sure is yeah you'd think they'd call it bad friday yeah you know yeah. bad friday it's like Hey, the uh, the leader of our movement was executed by the state. What should we call this day? I don't know. <laughs> Why don't we call it Good Friday? I'm sure there's some there's some theology behind that. I don't know. I don't I don't super know well, but whatever. Yeah, yeah, whatever. It's, uh, my hearing is off because I'm trying to like I can't. I'm not wearing the headphones this time, and it's like hearing you different. Yeah, differently. <laughs> but uh, yeah, still. So. Oh yeah. Well, let's see. What we got on the agenda today? I know we've got a bunch of different things. <laughs> oh, Would you we? like to go first? I don't know. Mine's a bit. Mine might take the entire episode up. Yeah. Okay. I'll start. I'll start with a I'll roll us in a little casually here. It'd be nice if I could get my shit together and wake up early again. I was like doing really well waking up on my normal six six thirty time and getting my day started, getting ahead of the game and all that. But for like the last like week and a half, my ass has just been hitting that snooze button. Like it's nobody's business. And it's, uh, yeah, I've been waking up like seven thirty, seven forty-five, eight, eight 8, eight o'clock this morning, dude. That feels like for me, I'm like, ah, I'm sleeping in like crazy right now, which is not like dramatic, but it's, ah, just like 
I keep, I'm not getting that discipline. You know, I'm not disciplining myself enough to be like, wake up at fucking it's six six thirty again. Like, well, the, the, the thing that sucks is it's just like eight o'clock should be a perfectly acceptable time to wake up. Oh yeah, it really should be. Like, I want to, I really want to know whose decision was it. It's like work's got to start at five in the morning. It's like why? Like, I get it if you work at a coffee shop. People are going to get up in the morning and they're going to show up mm-hmm. at seven and they're going to expect there to be coffee. But so many other businesses, like we start at, at 6 a.m. sharp. It's like, why? Yeah. The work's not time dependent. It's <laughs> it, the we can pack this box when the sun is up. It doesn't make a difference. Ugh. Yeah. And it's like I remember looking for editing jobs and there was like stuff at Jupiter and it was like this shift is from 9 p.m. till 3 a.m. And I'm like. Is the footage a vampire? <laughs> do we, like, why do I have to edit this footage in the middle of the night? What is wrong with, and it's, I don't know, I, I, I mean, that going on a tangent, you bitch about sleep. Ah, well, you know, and that's another thing, too. It's like, I, I've been staying up till, you know, 12, 1230, sometimes, you know, between 11 and 12, and latest is like 1230, and it's like, nah, I'll still get up, because normally that's how I would operate, but yeah. I just been lazy piece of shit, and just getting up later and it's hard it's if it wouldn't be a big deal if it was just me in my household because i can move at the pace i want mm-hmm. i know i can get a lot done and you know a short amount of time but i've got a two-year-old son and he wakes up typically between eight and nine and it's like if i wake up late i don't get any of that extra time for myself to get some of those things i really need to get done in the morning so then i have to push that to like the afternoon or the evening and so just been, uh, yeah, it, you know, and it, it, yeah, it's been annoying for myself to not discipline myself to get up, which is like, for me, I'm like, I need an accountability partner. And it's funny because I'm actually an accountability partner for somebody else right now. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, I'm getting paid to do that. And it's like, well, I need someone to be an accountability partner for me because I'm the one who's like, yeah, you need to be doing this, 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 but I'm not doing that for myself. And that's like, oh, yeah. that's annoying. You know? The number of habits I have where it's like, I could probably break this bad habit or form this good habit if I just had someone who lived with me that was like, hey, did you remember to do yoga today mm-hmm. or whatever it is I'm trying to t- take up? Right. Yeah. So it's definitely good to have someone who can remind you of your goals or your your daily functions that you're supposed to be you're wanting to do especially if you say them out loud you know if you tell people like oh yeah no i get up at six in the morning or if i do this every day and then you just don't do that they, they get to know you and your habits and they're like yeah. hey what's up with that and yeah i mean i don't have a bad track record i'm pretty good at following up with everything i do but you know those times where i derail that's kind of when i need someone it's, to it's, my it's, it's it was kind of funny when like you just derail on something and someone who's known you for a while it's like they're just like yeah, I know. What's up? What's going on? Uh-huh. Yeah, that's another thing, too. <clears throat> yeah, because, like, I'm always a guy who takes way too much on my plate and lets it pile up. I'm always a guy who's helping everyone else, you know, if they need help and listening to their problems and stuff like that. But then, like, I don't ever, like, you know, get – I don't ever put that on anyone else unless, like, it's visible because it tends to – <clears throat> tends to come out whenever it like really piles up. I, I kind of just have like a short fuse or I derail a little bit. And then that's when someone notices and mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, yeah, no, you're right. I do have a lot of shit going on. Thanks for asking. <laughs> like, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, I'm, 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 and then my thing is every Monday I, I wake up and I'm like, all right, it's a new week. Let's, let's get back on it. You know, but 
Yeah, I don't know. It'd be nice if I just uh, I got pa- practice a little bit more self discipline. Well, it's also annoying is like for health reasons, you're supposed to like wake up at the same time every day, but it's like when my job requires that I get up at like 6.30 in the morning to have time to get ready, it's like, I don't want to fucking get up at 6.30 mm-hmm. every day. Mm-hmm. Like, if I have the option, I'm going to take like, and I'm not talking about sleeping till noon, I'm like talking about like, what if I got up at 8 instead? Like, what if I got up after the sun came up? And right. it's like, that's the difficult part is when you have to do that a couple days in a row, and then a couple days in a row, you don't have to do that, and it fucks you up and yeah. your body's not satisfied because it's just like what are you doing to me man true yeah definitely true being on a consistent schedule helps a lot you yeah know. <clears throat> um trying to think if i got anything else to complain about other, th- other than that i just got stories so yeah we'll get to those later yeah. too um hey hey it would be nice if there was a little switch in your head beep and if you just hit it Boop, boop. Just turn off all romantic and sexual desires. Just <laughs> stop wasting your time on it. <laughs> you know, I want to make movies. Mm. I want to go on hikes. I want to write. I want to spend time with friends. I want to just get legitimate work done. But, you know, my fucking lonely ass brain just makes me feel miserable if I'm not actively, like, trying to find a partner or makes me miserable because I've attempted recently to find a partner and failed or been rejected or what have you. It's just, I'm tired. Mm. It's exhausting. It's, it's just exhausting. And I just, I want to do so much else, but like, you can't just turn off some of those things, you know? Yeah. It's Mm -hmm. like, it's like sometimes I look at how hard it is to make movies and how much of a pain in the ass it can be to get it. And it's like, but I can't not want to make movies. It's not something I can just turn off. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, man, the, us men have this, well, people in general always have this desire to be with somebody. Yeah. But like me and you, I know over the years we've sh- shared our fair, uh, amount of, uh, frustrations when it comes to relationships and whatnot. And I, for one, um, especially when I was younger and in the last few years, whatever, I, uh, I was always that guy too. I couldn't turn it off. Couldn't turn it off. Still can't turn it off sometimes, but you know, you're like, you, you get in that mindset where it's like, I have to be in a relationship. I have to be with someone to feel like I'm complete. Well, and it's you know? like, what drives me crazy is I'll feel that. And people will say, just don't feel that. I just, know. just, just live your life. Be happy. And here's the thing. Last weekend, I had a great weekend. I That Friday, I hung out with Lucas. We went to get food. That Saturday, I went with my friend through the through the Foothills Parkway. The next day, I hiked 10 miles. And then the next day, I had improv. Very busy weekend, mm-hmm. doing fun, fulfilling things. Yet, guess what? Sometimes you do all those fun things, and then you get home, and there's no one else there. And you're mm-hmm. kind of like, damn, be cool to have someone to tell about my day. And it's not like I don't. I mean, I'll tell you about my day sometimes, and I'll... Yeah. Talk to Lucas, Jordan, whatever, but like, you know, it's just, I don't know. There's some people that I think are okay with going home and being alone, and there's some people who aren't, and I'm definitely in that latter camp. And I love my alone time, but it hits, at, it just really hits at certain times. Like, when I come home from work, and it's like, the place is kind of, it's, you know, it's messy, I'm tired, I've, I'm like, yeah, frozen pizza tonight, I guess, and whatnot, and you just, you get home, and you're tired, and you just kind of like, just eat and go move on with the next day. It's like, is it so much to ask that like 
I can just like bitch about my day to someone and then we can like cuddle on the couch and watch some dog shit on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Like, is that is that too much to ask? It's a slippery slope, man. I mean, I've always been that guy, like I said, who felt like I needed someone to be home with me after, you know, those long days or those fun adventures. And, you know, you, you come in those routines and if it's not the right person, it gets really messy. It gets hard. Oh, yeah. It gets I harder mean, and harder and harder. And then you just crave that distance that alone time all those things and like just that space you know especially if you know you're living with that person then you know you go through a breakup or something you get back to that alone time and it's good again you're like yeah then you get back to your like your own habits routines and yourself you build your confidence up and you're like oh man i'm loving this this is great everything is fine i'm loving my day-to-day, and you know what? I like being home alone. I, I forgot how much I missed my space. I forgot how much of this or that. And then all of a sudden, you get used you to come it. back after that one night at the bar, and you come home, and you're by yourself, and you're fucking miserable. You're like, this fucking sucks. I miss having someone. I miss, I am lonely. I'm a piece of shit. Da, da, da. And then you you start, that switch comes back on, and you're craving that person again. Do, and do it, you- it's a cycle. You know, yeah. what the big thing is, is it's just like you come home and you sit and you're like, oh, I haven't I haven't had a hug in like yeah. a couple of months. I haven't cuddled with someone in this long. I haven't like had someone like hold me mm-hmm. in like a long time, which is like, hey, guess what? Men really like that shit, too. Be- and being vulnerable, you know, yeah. like being vulnerable with someone and, and I mean, really letting them into your psyche. And that's a rabbit hole into like the, to- the whole toxic masculinity thing of like how oh, men-, yeah. men will just... You know, we won't hug each other. We won't be vulnerable with each other. Like, we will to an extent, but, like, generally, like, most of the male population just is, does, isn't affectionate, sure. isn't? They're not like that with each other. And <clears throat> for most men, the only, like, physical intimacy they get is from whoever they're dating. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and if you're not dating anyone, you just don't get any of that right. at all. It's like, 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 last time I was like, I mean, I think I've hugged you guys every now and then, and that's great. But you know, it's 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 different when it's a woman. No, oh, yeah, you know? of course, it's, it's different when it's someone you find attractive. And it's like the last time the I was hugged by a woman was a yeah, last time I was hugged by a woman was the middle of January. Mm. It's, it's like okay, that's all right, uh, but mm-hmm. so much more. And you know, you know what sucks is like how you can put so much work into putting yourself out there, being your best self and trying to present your best self and being witty, being flirty, but also being respectful and trying to like, just put your best foot forward. And then you, you do that, you bust your ass and the answer is no. And it's just kind of like, you got to take it in stride because it's not, it's not your fault, Mm -hmm. but sometimes it feels like your fault. It usually feels like your fault. And because you know, what it comes down to is like, when you get rejected, you can either blame yourself or you can blame the other person. And both of those are, are wrong. Yeah. And it's just like, but then what do you do? You just, you fester, you get angry, you get frustrated because it's like when they say to just be yourself, it's not what that means. It means be this hyper idealized version of yourself, or maybe, maybe you don't mention that you've spent 20 hours the past week playing resident evil (laughs) four. Where you don't, maybe you don't mention embarrassing stories right off the bat, where you don't, you might not mention that it's, you're on like a several year dry spell, but you, you they could probably tell because they have a sense for that shit. <laughs> like, Jesus, I don't know. But like, it's, 
it's just embarrassing. It's embarrassing to like do this little dance and be like, hey, look, it's me. I'm mm. me. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a good quality I have. This is a good quality I have. Also, I'm not a serial killer. <laughs> like, we, like, honestly, like, fuck all the shitty men out there who actually do harm that force us good guys to have to stand back and be like, okay, well, now we have to take extra steps to prove that we're not a serial killer because the other ones had to fucking ruin it for everyone or else. Or assholes who are just really like, they, they don't respect or treat their women like how they deserve to be. And then you're oh, like, yeah. you look at that and you're like, why? What What the fuck? You know, how how does that person catch that person and, and still, and you know, be an asshole? And it's, it's just this thing. And uh, I mean, it's so, there's so much to get into, but it's just, it's so thoroughly exhausting to like put yourself out there, be yourself and be told no. Mm-hmm. And then it's just like you step back and like I've I've heard people say, oh, you get used to rejection. When? When does it stop being the most like confidence destroying thing in the world? You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I mean, you put yourself out there. You be yourself. You try to express your best qualities, what you want in life and your values and everything. And you're told no. It's like you can't really take it personally because people have their preferences uh, I would say I've say, said no to a lot of people, but I haven't, because people, mm. people, women, women don't approach men. It just doesn't doesn't really happen, and it sucks. Yeah, it sucks because I'm tired. Mm. I, I want I want to sit down and look hot and have someone <laughs> awkwardly come up to me and give me a cheesy compliment and be like, oh yeah, that's a cool, cool thanks and yeah. whatnot, because it's exhausting. Yeah, and I don't want to have to do it. I would like to just not want it, but. <laughs> But I do. <laughs> uh, dude, well, you know, if we had a mass audience, they would, we'd probably get a lot of different uh, opinions on all this. But because I think, in general, there is it's different for everybody. You know, I think the consensus is like, you know, just live your life, focus on you, don't worry about it. It's gonna hit at the right moment. You know, everything's gonna come together at the right moment. But then you go so long. And then nothing, it doesn't come along. You just feel like it's not ever happening. You get, you get like right there at that edge where you, you, you're talking with someone or you're getting close with someone and it just, it just kicks you right back in the face. And that's where it gets a little tricky. And there's a huge difference between like, you live your life and you have a few like, oh, we were together for a couple months and then it just added, it fizzled out or there wasn't chemistry or we disagreed on this thing or, you know, she they cheated or whatever, or, you know, you break up for whatever reason. It's completely different when literally no one you ever talk to is interested in you mm. in that way. You're just like, oh, okay, I just, I can't even try. It feels like I can't even try. Mm-hmm. And then it gets harder now as you get older, especially when you're not like always in like a social setting of things. So it's like, you know, the dating oh, yeah. apps, like I know you're having a hard time with that. And I always had a hard time with that too, but it's like, how do you meet people? How do you go out there and meet people? It's not it's not as easy as you just go to the bar and then you see that cute chick over there and you say hi because well, because the there's time, steps to it too. Yeah, of course. And you also, have to filter out like, are they with their friends? Or do yes. they have a boyfriend? Are they even straight? Are they interested in this? Am I being rude by talking? Of course, because a lot of times women don't want that. They're just doing their thing, hanging out with their girls or their whoever your friends and. You know, people, people, when they go out, especially in this town, they just do their own fucking thing with their own fucking people. So it's, it's like, unless you're in like that weird 
just that randomness of a setting where you just bump into someone or you you get paired up with someone and you have you hit it off in a conversation and then you you get to get that phone number after like yeah that is that's almost like a rarity you know and so it's like it so everyone always resorts 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 to the uh the dating apps but where everything apps, where everything is shallow bullshit yeah yeah because just... dude like and and you know i remember being on those dating apps and just you get to that point where you're just like oh my god autopilot swipe 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 and, and you're like you know you, you match up with x amount of people and you put your best foot forward. You come up with your witty line, and you say something, and they just don't respond. Mm-hmm. Or you know, you, you get have the, a good conversation, and then like yeah. out of nowhere, that's just yeah. gone. Yeah, and I've I've met so many people through those things where it's like it was complete dog shit when I got there, or I got stood up, or you know, you have it, you meet up, and it's like wow, this is really good. I could see myself hanging out with this person. I could see myself being with this person, and then you just never get a call again. It's just like what the fuck are we doing here, you know? So like I thought we were both mutually interested in each yeah. other. It's always one of those things where you forget dating is competitive. You forget there it's are odd. other people out there tr- probably trying to date, trying to, like, impress the person you're talking to, and, you know, you have no clue who they are. You have no clue if you need to, like, you know, play yourself up in, like, in what qualities, you know? Like, maybe there's someone talking to her who's way funnier than you are, and it's, like, you don't know that, so you don't know how funny you gotta be or whatever. But, uh, Jesus, like, oh, and everyone's doing their own thing too. Like, I remember this one chick I was really, really interested in and my bag at the time was, I was just bartending in, you know, I was making content and stuff, but it was, I wasn't like as aggressive and kind of knew what I was doing as, as I do it now. But like, so I had like strange films, but I also just like my main bag was working five, six days bartending. So then you meet someone and they're like, I have a, I have a PhD. I'm a psychologist or like I'm in my psychology. You know, she was like in her, she was working as a psychologist, but she was still in school. And mm-hmm. she was like very, very just ahead of my league, like way out of my league in that level. And it just, there was like this disconnect there because it was almost like, I'm just this guy at a restaurant and yeah. she's like this guy in education. And it bothered, not bothered me, but I was getting tripped out when every every time I was trying to like talk with her and it would go like hours and hours without saying anything and it's just because oh sorry I had to, I had to go to work and I was in I was with my patients all day then I go and then she did swimming lessons you know afterwards and it's like you know she had all these things and she would have the last couple hours of the night to you know unwind but when you're unwinding after doing that she's got her own routines her own things too so mm-hmm. you you get in your head you're like why can't she make the time for me it's like well she's fucking busy and i just never you know i always struggled with well, that I think, I think one of the hardest things too is like when it comes to dating it's like there's the people who live like really busy lives and they're you know they're they're happy with their current thing and they just are like yeah yeah, I'll date. Yeah. That'd be fun. It'd yeah. be fun to do that. I'll it's do that. It's not on their priority list. And then there's people like us who are like, I'm like, I'm I'm pretty satisfied with all things, but I, I it's been a long time mm-hmm. and I would really like to put it's just like the level of like desire to form a relationship is like completely different. It's so lopsided. That's one person. It's like I care a, a lot about bu- building a relationship with someone and the other person's like, yeah, it'll be fun. Let's give it a try. And it's yeah. like, that's just a complete mismatch. And it's you, I would say it's hard to communicate that, but the way it's communicated is when one person responds to the messages and the other person doesn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know what sucks too is it's just like 
you know, back to the thing of like, you get used to rejection and it's like, I'd say the opposite is true. Like, I think you only get used to rejection if you have a few yeses in between the Mm. rejections. If it's like, oh, okay, I'm being validated. I am, I am attractive. I am a valid person who's worthy of love and desire and all that. But when you don't get that, it's just kind of like, you just kind of start to lose your shit. Mm -hmm. You start to be like, am I, am I just not good enough? And then you become a bitter asshole and then that just makes you less attractive. Like, okay, like the other week I was, um, I went for a hike at a nature center and I, every time I saw a couple, it was just like, just set off like a fire in my brain of just like, fucking, yeah. I was legitimately <clears throat> like, we need a law. We need a law <laughs> that one day a week couples have to stay home. Y'all have each other. You can fuck like rabbits on your coffee table if you want, but stay at home and let us single people go out and mingle and not have to constantly see couples everywhere while we're just trying to find our own person you know i mean you know sometimes you just in the words of a wise man i see a couple and i think must be fucking nice yeah yeah let me repeat that again must Must be be fucking nice (laughs) and see that's the thing is that attractive no not really but that's what happens when you spend Seven years of your life shooting your shot and missing every time. Dude, you better pray to God that whoever falls in love with you doesn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> well, you know what? If they fall in love with me, they, they're going to fall in love with that side of me, too. True that. Because I'm not just like that about dating. I'm true that. I'm like that about, no, it's, you it's, know, Henry Ford and whatnot. Oh, yeah. No, true that, dude. I, everything you're saying hits home, man. I've, I've been through it. I fucking, you know, I still struggle with things. Um it doesn't get easier, but at the same time, it does. So well, you, you're gonna all. It's just you're gonna one day like, I, and I know it all. We always say it's gonna come full circle, but one day like you will be in a situation where like you you find someone with you, and and hopefully it's that right person that you can spend your life with, or you're gonna go through that that, that reason season, you know, uh, relationship. And you're going to have a journey with that person for a while. Well, that's the thing and is it's like you get rejected or you, you you have no luck and you just you lose all hope and you're like, is it even worth it? Is it even worth it? And then all it, all it takes is someone, some girl like telling you you're kind of cute or mm-hmm. they like this thing or giving you a giving you googly eyes and a smile or something or laughing at a dumb joke. And you're like, yeah, it's worth it. Like right. not, not even not even like getting laid or mm-hmm. putting a ring on it True. or having a great experience with them. Just literally just the tiniest hint of like feeling desired is like oh yeah it's worth it sometimes you need that for yeah sure. but for it's sure. like and then you then you go fucking months years of your life without ever feeling that and it's just like oh i'm gonna give you a hug after this so. yeah thanks man <laughs> uh well we just got a comment on instagram oh uh on the it would be nice and it's from old one of our loyal listeners frank aguilar oh, of course he says, John, why did you leave that stray dog up on the mountain? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's uh, that dog probably probably found its way somewhere. Hopefully. I hope so. Well, um That was that was uh That was a length of a Dude, I, I have so much more. Heart's all gone. That was some, I. I have so much more. I, 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 should, I could say, but I know you could. caffeine and adrenaline. Yeah, they yeah. can be like. Well, no, we're at. We're I mean, you know what? I do want to end it with this little sure. thing of like, you know, I'm, I'm at the point where it's like, I know to not take it personally. I still kind of take it personally, but mm. 
You know, it's like, I, I don't want to say I pride myself on it, but it's just like, guys, if the girl you like says she's not interested, take the fucking L and move on. Mm-hmm. Don't be an asshole. Don't be shitty to her. Don't literally don't say anything except, oh, okay, I understand. No worries. Mm-hmm. And then move the fuck on. Like if they want to be friends and you don't want to be friends, it's okay to say that. It's yeah. okay to say that if, but you know, like just move on. Don't treat someone like shit because they aren't, aren't attracted to you. It's like, I understand it's frustrating. Just, just say no worries, move on and then go home and scream into a pillow, break some shit. Oh yeah. Call your friends and bitch about it, but just, just move the fuck on. Don't, I was so bitter. Don't make it harder for all of us. If you're an asshole to people who aren't attracted to you, you just make it harder for people who aren't assholes. For sure. But you don't fucking care about us. So fuck you too. <laughs> <laughs> that is true though because i used to be so bitter i mean I, I i've always told you this story but for the audience here uh you know i was i was hanging out with someone that i was i mean i could confidently say probably at the time i was like in love with or at least like could see myself being with for and she was great man and um you know we were really good friends but you know i remember I just I had to lay it out there because I just kept getting I felt like I was getting these very mixed signals and everything and I didn't know if she really did like me or not because we were having a little on and off thing and uh, I just laid it out there it's like do you think we'll ever be together and she said no and I was like that that crushed me dude that crushed me and I was very very bitter for a while I just I kept my distance from her for a long time but then like I reconnected with her and we've been friends since and we still, you know, chat every once in a while and she's a really good person and a good friend. But, you know, when you take that L, it it doesn't it doesn't ever not hurt. Yeah, there's still parts of me that, you know, I I still see her and I go, huh, you know, that's uh, I remember how I felt, you know, and that that hurts sometimes. But, you know, you have to take that L. You have to kind of keep moving. This is a question for you, but also just kind of something just to get the audience thinking. It's like you ever meet someone and you're like. No, I'm not attracted to them. I can just be friends with them. And then you hang out with them for a while and you're like, I'm in love. Yeah. Like, and then it's like, yeah. and by the time you realize that, by the time it's time for you to make a move and let it known, they've already firmly like decided, oh, he's a good buddy. Yeah. Well, I did that. I, yeah. I've, I've had that. I've been in situations where I've hung out with someone and I just didn't, it didn't click then, but it clicked later mm-hmm. and it was way too late after it's, that. It's almost, it's almost like. It's almost like you, you know, you actually fell in love with her personality or something. Mm, yeah, something like that. Do you got to take that? Mm, I don't know. No, I'm going to say podcast. Get a phone call, everyone. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> I'm just sorry. I'm just imagining. Imagine someone's like dying, bleeding out on the floor and they call you and they get a text message back that just says podcast. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, it's like. I don't know. I feel like there seems to be this idea of like once you meet someone, you have to make a snap judgment right then and there. Like, do I do I make this person my friend or do I make this person a potential, you know, romantic thing? And it's just mm-hmm. like, what if you want to take your time and like actually understand the person and spend time with them before you make that decision and mm-hmm. whatnot? And I, I think it's I think there are people who operate that way and people who don't. And the issue is when someone who operates that way feels that way about someone that doesn't, it just it just doesn't work. Yeah, it just doesn't work out. It's like, no, I already decided that you are you're not a romantic pursuit and I can't just change my mind on that. I don't know why you changed your mind. And it's just like, I don't know. I don't know. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a messy, like I said, slippery slope, man, all around. 
any way you look at it. It's like you know what you know what drives me crazy. You know mm. what you know what. This is gonna be the whole episode. I, I'm gonna yeah, keep, I, I, I'm gonna I think we're th- I think we're there. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep thinking <laughs> of things to say. So I haven't even talked about the absolute fucking dog cock that is dating apps. Dog <laughs> fucking. Dating apps are like made by, they were developed by people who they're not, they weren't born, they weren't conceived, but rather someone took fucking dried cum from a dog's foreskin and cast a spell on it and made a person. Holy. That's what, that's, those are the people who make dating apps Mm -hmm. because we have the technology there. We have the technology to upload photos of yourself, to write down what you want in a partner, to put down core values like, do I want kids? Do I want to date someone of this religion, of this political persuasion or whatnot? We have the technology to put all that in, run it through an algorithm and pick pick partners that are actually compatible and connect them. But, but you ever go on those dating apps and you go to the preferences and you try to like say, no, I don't want to date someone who is a literal Nazi. And it says, hey, if you want to set political preferences... You gotta pay up, buddy. Pay for premium. Come oh, they on. have that now. That's oh yeah. Wild. Oh yeah. They have that shit, and they'll. Every dating app has like three layers of premium service. Mm-hmm. Like I think some of them, like the most expensive one, is like legitimately like a big chunk of change. And you know what it is? It's like, hey, if we provide this service that says we will connect you with people, we will connect you with people, and you will have a shot at love or fucking or whatever. People are gonna jump onto that shit. And they know that they can rig it so you don't get as many matches as you'd expect. So you can only send a certain number of likes. So you can't set certain preferences. So you can't see who's already liked you. They do all that and then they put a paywall in front of it because they fucking know desperate, lonely people will pay for it. And that's just disgusting to me. Mm. To, to look at like the most innate desire that humans have, the desire to love, and put a fucking price tag on it. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> like, legitimately, the technology is there, but there's no profit, and ha- there's no profit in get- making people happy. So you gotta s- find a way to put a profit on top of it. So, yeah, and then you just get on the dating apps, and it just feels so wrong because, like, I tell you what, man, I tell you what. The other night, I was, I was, I complimented this girl I know on her earrings. I said they were cute, and then she got happy because she was like, "Oh, I made them. They're really, they're, they're really cool." And I'm like, "Yeah, it's really cute, and it was nice. I felt good giving a compliment to someone, and she clearly liked that compliment. That was a nice moment of connection, of feeling legitimate, of expressing some form of like, "Hey, you, this is a good quality I like about you." It felt so good. And then you go on the dating apps, and it just none of that is there. None of it. Even when you send a like to someone on Hinge and you say, hey, I think that that thing you're wearing looks nice or whatever, it just doesn't it doesn't feel right because half the time you don't know if it lands and 90% of the time it doesn't land and mm. there's no connection there. You're just throwing out these expressions of yourself into the ether and hoping someone catches them. <sighs> <sighs> no, it's uh, it's a... <laughs> It sucks. <laughs> it sucks. It sucks, dude. <laughs> it's just like I dude, I I, I get it, man. It it's like sucks. Wanting to love someone is like one of the most innate human yeah. desires we have. And it seems that we take every step possible to make it as difficult as possible. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. of just being an asshole or not taking no for an answer or not communicating well or 
tr- saying I'm going to make money off the fact that people want to find someone. You know, just oh my god. Yeah, that's uh, it's not easy, man. I wish it was like back in the day, like where, you know, in the '60s, '70s, '80s, '90s, you just. You just met people. You you would go up to that person and say, "Hey, I really like that." That was the only way. That was the only way. Yeah, you're cool too. And yeah, now it's all technology. It's all social media. What I hate too is it's just like it feels so hard. But like every now and then you meet a person that makes everything so easy. Yeah. You know, like I mean, if you if you follow my content and you've seen my stuff, you know, I made a, a movie called Tether, which is. I mean, it's about a couple of people, but one of the people it's about, like when I initially met her and started texting her, it was like. It wasn't a game of, like, is she even going to respond? Because she always did, like, within f- 10 minutes. And it was always, like, with enthusiasm and wanting to talk to me and engaging with me and asking me questions and giving me full paragraphs because we both had a mutual interest in getting to know each other and connecting with each other. And even if it didn't work out in the end, because of that mutual interest, we had a great time with each other. But I feel like so many people, it's like they will express that interest, but they don't put the effort into it. Mm. <sighs> mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, let's, uh, everyone, just know that, uh, must be fucking nice. Must be fucking nice. If you've got someone close. Hey, anyone ever wonder why we call this podcast It Would Be Nice? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Because must be fucking nice isn't good for the algorithm. No, it's not. That was our, that, we, we've been saying this since 2018. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) We just decided to make it a little bit more. And it's like, I don't know how we got 30, we got 30 episodes in without talking about this because I thought it was going to be too much. Yeah. Because it was like, I cannot get into that because that is an entire podcast series in and of itself. Yeah. We're at like almost 40 minutes here and definitely has taken over. It sure (laughs) has. Yeah. Well, how about I spin this a little bit? We'll we'll get you off that saddle Ah! because we'll, we'll put you back tie you back up on the post there oh boy oh settle down hold there hold there hold there it's just i imagine the podcast <laughs> is like you're a cowboy and i'm just a really horny horse that just wants to fuck <laughs> yeah dude like just going bananas dude i'm like oh there boy boy all right i'm gonna punch you up right here we'll cook you're good you're good boy um so we, we we went and shot a teaser trailer the other day with uh the syp boys and joe castline um joe obviously playing the antagonist of the priest uh which is an odd thing to say <laughs> no not really uh yeah you're true. That's i true. mean it was literally just this weekend where it was um the state of maryland was like hey we found 600 cases just, of priests molesting kids i did see that and it's funny good funny, timing not funny but uh joe was saying because he, he has a catholic uh church background and whatnot and he was saying something along the lines he's like once you know he's like, i'm so glad i got out or something like that and he's like because once you see people or that see what exposed for what it is he's like oh like oh yeah and but yeah definitely uh very odd anyways he he dressed you know we got him in makeup and we we're shooting this teaser trailer for the gifted because we're trying to get that excitement back up for the project and everything we're just over a month away and um uh that was fun man it was a it was a really cool shoot we shot that cemetery on Broadway, mm-hmm. and man, wow, what a location! Oh and yeah, I go through for walks through there. Really? Uh, during my break. Oh work. okay, yeah. yeah. What what a location, and it's like no one bothers you. Like you can just free reign of shooting and stuff like that, and doing whatever. But here's a story because no one bothered us until the very end. So we were there. Closes at eight, so we had we were trying to wrap up before uh, gates close on us, and um, we're uh, we're at that last shot. We're trying to figure out exactly how to frame it all that stuff 
and there's this homeless guy just watching us and i saw him for like 20 minutes and i just he's just watching us and i'm like this guy's gonna come up to us like i fucking know he is and you know me i do not like that shit (laughs) like i'm like get away so he uh he's watching us he's getting closer and closer and closer and i'm like we're i'm we're still all talking and i just see him like inching closer and closer and then like finally here he comes he's walking up and he kind of looks like he's even like holding something like i don't know like he looked like he was wanting to rob us like he Mm. he definitely had like an aggressive look and approach to us and he's like he gets up to us and uh he starts saying i can't exactly remember what he was saying but he was like he was definitely tweaking out or something because he was making no fucking sense but he, he he says something along the lines of like i can get you this i can get you that uh you know whatever you're wanting you know i can you know i can get this that like he was trying to talk about drugs you know and and we're like what no and, or like we're wrong conversation you know wrong miscommunication here and then he looks i'm holding lucas's gimbal case so mm-hmm. it's like a little mini briefcase and he looks at me looks down at that case and he goes is that for me is that for my boy that's mine right and i go no dude <laughs> like, and then jordan goes yeah you need to get out of here man and he's like oh uh, okay, because it was like me, him, me, Jordan, Lucas, and Joe all kind of now like standing up tall. Because it's like, what is this motherfucker trying to do? But he so, thought the fucking gimbal case was I, like. I, I like to imagine it's like someone was like, "Yeah, man, me in the cemetery. I got the goods." And he just and like, I'll, I'll send some people out. They'll meet. But what's you. so funny is Joe's dressed up as this fucking bishop, <laughs> and it's like, yeah, I'm gonna send a bishop out there with a fucking briefcase, and there's a few guys, yeah. and and he's got your drugs, and he's like, yeah, I'll be waiting. <laughs> it's like, what the. Fuck? I mean, I've personally, I mean, I've, I've personally known people uh, who, you know, have, you know, been like, had, had meth problems and the kind of shit they just come up with mm. just on their own of just like conspiracies and shit that's going on is kind of like, oh, that's, 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 you need help. Yeah. Yeah. It is sad. You know, you drive through that fucking Broadway, dude, like going under the underpass and stuff and you just see that whole camp and you're like. Ooh, this is rough. Well, this is... You, you know the thing is, it's not profitable to help people. Mm. So that's that's another that's True. another thing. True that. Yeah, yeah, but uh, that they showed us a little bit of that teaser. Look, look, fucking good. Thanks, man. Looks fucking good. Yeah, actually, I wish you guys got to hear the audio of it. Really, uh, we were outside, but uh, it's uh, I think the music is gonna be hitting really well. Uh, I've got a nice like seventies grindhouse voiceover gonna be going over some of the stuff. Um. Shots look really good. I think Joe looks fucking great. Um, yeah, I'm excited. I, I'm hoping to have it out by um, next Friday. So That's that good. way That's we can good. just pump that shit out. Uh, so if you guys are pump and dump. interested in pumping and dumping on Strange Films, <laughs> <laughs> check out Strange Films. We got the gifted coming August, out. August. <laughs> yeah. I think we just made it clear with the last like 40 minutes what we were talking about. No one's interested in pumping and dumping. Pumping and dumping on us? Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. That was that. Yeah, you know, it's always so fun getting on the set, man. You're just like, when you're, you forget how, like, thrilling it is. Just it's also like, this weird thing, especially when you're in the leadership position of all these fucking weirdos there in costumes yeah. and just with props and stuff, and it's just like... You do feel, like, this sense of, like, responsibility like, of a circus, and you're like... You're like, dance for me, monkey. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, Joe, can you do this again? Can you do that? You know? I'm like, Jordan, get in that cloak Joe, and... Joe, can you pose like you're a Playgirl mo- Playboy model or something? <laughs> I think that was him. Day? That was funny, though. I was like, dude, definitely yeah, get some photos of that, dude. I put, I put that on Patreon. <laughs> I was like, here we go. 
Um, it's just a, it's a funny, yeah, it's funny. And then Jordan's running around like Gollum. <laughs> it is, it is kind of crazy with filmmaking the shit you can get away with. Like, I mean, with Tether, it was basically like, hey, you two people, you want to help me cope with some trauma? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, it's an interesting battle when you're, when you're, especially if you're portraying heavy stuff, it's like, you know, you're presenting a character like, hey, this guy's a madman, this guy's a psycho, this guy wants to hurt people, this guy abuses women, or this guy does this, you know, and you're like, and that person's just like, yeah, that sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> and they get in that mindset for Or the they're like, film. I don't think it fits my values. Can we discuss maybe changing the Woo! script? No, motherfucker. No, motherfucker. It's my movie. What a fucking joke, dude. Yeah. That shit. I think I talked about that on this podcast. Probably. Yeah, but holy fuck, that was a fun, funny. Could situation. you imagine if we, you had gone along with that and we didn't have Joe and he comes to kill? Yeah, I know, right? It's, a, it's funny if you think about all those little things that there's little decisions I was making and, and whatnot. Cause Joe originally was supposed to play a bartender and he was originally supposed to play like the secondary cop. And then he became, you know, the, the, the main, uh, chief Sanders. And it just, uh, all those little things that happen to be that. And I'm just wondering if I didn't make that decision or if I didn't let that happen or if something didn't fall through, like it, it did, you know, we wouldn't have had this magic. And honestly, like this group of guys that we got hanging out with, dude, is so fun. You know, I love hanging out with Joe and, and William and, and Jordan, the boys, everyone. It's like, I just think it's like, we got a good group of people. We got a real, we made something really special. And I think it all inspired us to do things and, and help each other out. On well, I mean, you know what we need stuff. to do now is we need to make movies. We need to host our own film festivals and give ourselves all the awards and never recognize any oh, other of groups. Course. That's what we Let's need to do. Let's just do a film festival and we show your film, my film, you know, we'll show William's stuff. We'll show SYP. It's all stuff that we do. And people come and we just give each other awards and, and say, all right, be sure you only follow us and support us and all these things. Be very selfish about it. I think that's the way to go. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's how, that's how it goes. Of course. You know, because Knoxville's, loves to be little clicky yeah <laughs> yeah now we're trying i'm trying to i'm trying to bring some stuff to the table to get the open arm you know the welcoming mat out again and just say hey you know we are who we are and we're doing it and you know you're there is an open door policy here you're welcome to be a part of it but if you don't vibe with us that's fine you know just just you know don't be an asshole and and for all the new people though hey come Get a shot of this, you know. Come, come share your work. Come share your, uh, your, your creativity, and if we can help, we'll help. You know. So, what a what a bizarre concept. Yeah, caring, caring about people. Yeah, it's you can't monetize on that. Yeah, no, it's the whole deal. <laughs> so. All right. Well, yeah. Let's um, see here. Got uh, a few more minutes. I uh, well, I, 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 I'm gonna probably not talk much more about this game because I've talked about it too much already. But the uh, the mercenaries update for Resident Evil Four. So what is that mode? It is basically a, a horde mode. You just throw you Ooh, in the arena, I and it's just that. like here's the countdown clock. Kill enemies and get more time, and yeah. get bonuses, and like get combos, and just go at it. And I've it's always like, loved those kinds of modes, like Gears of War, Halo, oh uh, yeah, all that stuff. Dude. And it's like. And this one, it's so fun because it's like Resident Evil 4 has like such like good combat loop. Mm. And then it's got multiple playable characters. They added uh, uh, the original Mercenaries mode had Leon, Ada, Krauser, Wesker, and Hunk. And this new one, 
uh, seems to not have as many characters, but they add. Uh, but I think they're adding more later, which is kind of like ah, whatever. But like they added, uh, they added Lewis, who's a character who's in the main game, very important part of the story, and he's mm. just I haven't played as him yet, but he's like really cool. And I remember in the original game, I was like, why can't I play as Lewis mm. in this mode? He's yeah. cool as hell. He's got a cool gun and whatnot. But I played one round and uh, I got like an S plus ranking, which is like the second highest ranking you can get oh, in nice. that mode, and it's just like. It's just super fun because it's like it's it's a fantastic game, but you know I'm on my second playthrough now, and sometimes like last night I booted it up and I did the uh, the hedge maze section, which is like it's creepy, it's tense, but it's not like the most fun part of the game. And it's like what's nice about this mode is it's just like, do you just want to shoot guys and roundhouse kick them over and over again? Play this mode. Yeah, we got fast paced music and big numbers that flash on the screen oh, yeah. when you kill guys, and you're like, oh, yeah. Oh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna be addicted to this mode, especially when they add more content. But I've only I've only played one round so far, but it's a it's a blast. Yeah, that's good. That's cool. I uh, yeah, I always think that's that's a that's a nice mode to have. Just seeing just like yeah, I just feel like fucking things up. And, I mean, every I feel like know. every game needs like a mode of just like here, just enjoy the game mechanics without having to go through the whole story again mm, or right. something like that. Yeah. Um, I was yeah. I always like playing like fire. Was it firefight on yeah. Halo? Call of Duty Zombies. I always like that. Yep. You know, yeah. stuff like that. I Pretty. Mean, I think every game I've played, I just like. I want there to be like an endless survival mode. Of yeah. Just like just boot yeah. it up and don't. You don't have to challenge worry about yourself. Things. You know, yeah. like where. Uh, uh, the last game I played that had a mode like that was a uh, uh, Zombie Army Three, the sniping game. Yeah. You know? It's like that game is fun as shit, dude. Mm-hmm. I love that game. I got it on the Xbox and um, I booted it up like a few months ago and. I just did the survival mode, and you know, I just love how they spit waves. And but the combat is is really great because yeah, you got all the arsenal, different weapons, and, and you can plant your mines and grenades and all that stuff. And then you can do like kicks and kick the shit out of people. And and then I love when it's so hairy, you're just like on that thrill, like they're getting they're swarming oh, in, yeah. you're running, you're like, oh my god, it's, well, like, it's so crazy. Super great about those modes is it's like I'm not entirely sure how exactly they're programmed, but I think a lot of them are like there's like an algorithm that is just like every wave it's like add more of this enemy make mm-hmm. them faster make them stronger yeah. make them do this or that and it's just it is kind of funny like we'll be playing those games and you're just like suddenly realizing i'm like dude the basic grunts take like an entire magazine to like kill now because the the programming is making them so strong because it's got to keep up with you and it's mm-hmm. just like that's how you know you're doing doing well and it's like this Resident Evil 4 mode originally it ended either when you died or when time ran out. But mm. in this one, I was shooting an enemy, killed it, and it said all enemies eliminated. And I'm like, oh, I just killed them all. There, I didn't have to run out the clock. So that that crazy shit of just having like 20 chainsaw dudes chasing after you because the game's like got to make it hard for you wow. it just didn't yeah. happen. Yeah. Huh. Well, I'm glad you're still enjoying the game. Uh, 20 21 hours on my playtime. I'm only halfway through my second playthrough, saving up to get the infinite rocket launcher. Wow. Which costs two million pesetas, and that's a lot, but it's it's a rocket launcher with infinite ammo, so good. do that. Unlock some more costumes. Maybe eventually I'll get the cat ears for Leon. <laughs> uh, yeah, th- I mean, when I started playing this game, I was like, oh, this is going to be a game I'm going to just play forever. Mm. <laughs> just uh, one cool. of those. Hell yeah. Which is nice. Hell yeah. It's always good to have that kind of game. Yeah, Breath of uh, Legend of Zelda, Tears of the kingdom fallen kingdom tears of the kingdom tears of the kingdom yeah that's coming out here soon yeah i look forward to grabbing that I, i've not kept up super close with that and it's like like i i know i'll want to get it but it's just one of those things of like i i guarantee you i'm probably gonna be like occupied with something else when it comes out i'm not in a rush to get it i'm also like 
I don't know about you, but there's some games where it's like I know I'm super super excited to play, but I just try not to get myself like excited or invested too much into it until like I just pick it up because then it's like yeah, it's almost like saving yourself being surprised well, by well, there's also like i i consider myself a patient gamer i like mm. there are games like earlier on this podcast uh earlier episode i was gushing about dishonored 2 a game that came out seven years ago true and it's like it's a an older game but i never played it so it's new to me mm-hmm. and a lot of it's great and what's great about that is like if a game comes out and it looks cool and you're just like i'll play that when i get a chance and then that chance is two years later you get it on sale for maybe twenty bucks, oh, yeah. not not in Zelda's case because Nintendo never puts their shit on sale, right? Uh, but you get it on sale and it has all the uh, the DLC, all the glitches have been fixed, uh, and then you go online and everyone who's beaten the game has like lists of strategies and cool secrets. And if it's a PC game, mods are already out there. It's nice. You just you be patient and then the game, and then you play the game and it's like there's just it's just a better experience, especially because if you like temper your hype. Like you, you, you're patient and you're like, not like, ah, I gotta play it. It's like, mm-hmm. by the time you play it, it's like, oh yeah, this is still really good. Instead of it being disappointing. Cause you were too hyped. Yeah. True. True that. True that. Yep. Um, well I'm looking at time here and I have to actually run back home and drop this, uh, car seat off. Oh, and, yeah. uh, I'm kind of going to be running a little late. Well, so we might have to wrap this up a little early. Yeah. This episode. If that's no all right. It's uh, we're approaching an hour. Yeah. I mean, that was a, that was a lot of, that was a lot of podcast. Yeah, yeah, it was a lot of lot to unpack there. So yeah. if anyone's listening and they want to send some love, do it, but be nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll uh, we'll pick this back up on the next episode and hopefully have some more fun, positive things to talk about. Or not? Or not? That's kind of the point. But I guess that is the point <laughs> of the show. We well, love to put on our problems. Well, I do feel like you know we have our episodes where we bitch about something that's really. F- fucking bothering us yeah. and then we have ones where it's just like a pet peeve true yeah there's a there's a, there's a wide spectrum of stuff we bitch about on here which is yep. cool sure yeah. is so alrighty I'm gonna plug myself uh, Strange Film Studios check out uh, check us all out over there we've got the gifted trailer coming out probably next Friday uh, or this Friday if you're listening on Wednesday and um, yeah uh, August Aguilar on Instagram it would be nice on Instagram give us some love give us a review helps us out all that good stuff uh, Wishlist Phantom Fury on oh, Steam. Yeah. Do we have a target release date on that yet? Not that I can share. Mm, good deal. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. We will catch you guys next time. Later. Later.